Hello and welcome to the Confessions of a Car Cleaner podcast. My name is Alex Dragicescu and today we're going to be talking about dust mites and more precisely how to keep your car free of the health-destroying dust mites. Uh, and why is it important? Uh, why is this um, important enough so that I can I made a, a, a whole podcast episode out of it? Well, because... These dust mites, they might not seem like a big deal, but for someone who has um, any any type of allergies or or any kind of um, uh, respiratory uh, system sensitivity, or like more predisposed to um, colds, flu, and all kinds of stuff, um, these things, these little things, which 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 you'll as you'll hear uh, next, are like tiny, tiny and insignificant at, at first. Um, uh, at first, um, can can be a pretty big deal. So, um, let me give you a little uh, context to this. So, did you know that the average person sheds about thirty to forty thousand dead skin cells every hour? Um, to give you a little perspective, in one year, that adds up to approximately 3.6 kilograms, or about 8 pounds, of dead skin flakes. Um, but wait, it gets even more interesting, uh, or gross, depending how you look at it. Did you know that a significant percentage of the dust surrounding you in your house, office, or car is made up of dead skin? Um, other components are of the um, of the uh, dust um, um, particles are pet dander, mold spores, uh, pollen, hairs, mineral particles, etc. So that's the the stuff that you if you look at a piece of furniture, for example, something that is dark in color, and you look at it, and on the surface of it, there's this little dust um, covering the surface. Um, that's not simple dirt. Again, that's, that could be, well, that is, um, in some of that, at a very, very, uh, small level, like, like maybe, if you will, at a microscopic level, some of that is pet dander, some of that is mold spores, some of that is pollen, some of that is tiny, tiny hairs, some of that is mineral particles, and some of that... Uh, and a quite significant percentage of it, especially in the places that you, uh, you and other people, maybe you share with other people or you currently inhabit or use uh, in closed spaces like your house or your car, a lot of that is, um, is uh, dead skin cells. Uh, and yeah, I know it sounds disgusting if you're like right now tempted to, to shut off the, the audio and just walk away in disgust. I can totally get it. But wait, uh, there's a reason for, for telling you all this. Um, there's a good part. Uh, and it refers to your, to your health and your, and your skin at this point. And all those skin cells that you're, that, fall off anyone's body uh, it's the natural process is how your skin regenerates so so through this process you end up having completely new skin on your body every three to four weeks which is pretty much 
which is pretty amazing, I'd say. I mean, I my my mind was blown away when I when I heard this the first time. New skin on your body every three to four weeks, and just by itself, you don't have to tell your body to do that. Your body just knows to do it, and it just does it, right? And so, these little skin flakes, so this dead skin that falls off anyone's any living creature's skin. Um, end up being the main food source like like everything else is in nature um someone else's trash is is someone's treasure um these skin flakes are the main food source of this tiny little creature called the dust mite um and in fact skin flakes from only one person can feed over a million dust mites. So that gives you a little perspective on, on how small these dust mites are. You cannot see them without a microscope. And even with that, you have to magnify the, um, the image uh, many, many times in order to actually see something. So they're extremely, extremely small. So these dust mites, in fact, are... Um, microscopic relatives of the spiders and the scorpions uh, which is pretty interesting I find and live on carpet and fabric so they need they need uh, a little place to hide in so you know because they're so small the carpet fiber imagine is like for them it's it's almost like 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 a forest it's just like us walking into a forest with tall trees that's how it is within the deep carpet fibers or, or um, you know, fabric fibers of a, of a fabric seed, for example. That's how it is for a dust mite. They're just like living in a, the, the tiny forest for dust mites. And they are extremely small, as I said. They're too small to be seen with a human eye. In fact, they are so small than a, a, um, about 10 square feet of carpet can be the house of over a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dust mites and and it gets more interesting because these little creatures are not entirely harmless so the insect itself does not bite does not draw blood or does not carry diseases like some of her relatives like the scorpions or the or the spiders but what happens is the feces of this little creature, this little dust mite, and the body parts when they die and, and decompose at their tiny microscopic level, are um, treated as the uh, 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 are treated by the human body as as allergens. So, because a single dust mite can lay over twenty droppings a day, that's pretty productive dust mice so all they do is eat and lay droppings that's pretty much what they do that's how of a simple life they have um the things can get out of control quickly if you don't do anything about it especially in an enclosed space like your house or your car is this in this instance this is uh um in this context i'm i'm telling you about all this so think of it this way now i'm i'm bombarding you with with um, you know, uh, scientific numbers and all that stuff, but I'll promise you it'll all make sense in the end. So, 
just bear with me on this one. Just So just a single gram of dust, which is about half a teaspoon, contains a probably approximately, sorry, a thousand dust mites and over 250,000 of dust mites fecal pellets. Uh, these numbers are, are pretty big. I personally cannot wrap my head around them. It's just like you'd have to see them on a piece of paper. It's just like I, this is what I do right now in order to sort of, um, sort of get the, the, you know, the magnitude, if you will, of the problem, even though it happens, the paradox is that it happens at a microscopic level. But, so studies show that in North America, over 20 million people are allergic to dust mites. Uh, and, and perhaps you're one of these people and uh, perhaps you didn't know about it because um, there's a little bit of information uh, about this. It is available uh, if you're searching for it, but... Um, you know, I just stumbled upon it by accident. I didn't know about this until I, I accidentally found it. And I was just, you know, surprised to hear about this. Because what happens is symptoms to, um, uh, allergy symptoms of, uh, of dust mites are similar to the ones from pollen allergies. And of course, just as annoying. You get red itchy eyes and you get the sneezing and you get the runny and stuffy nose. And and the, the the fact of the matter is, you cannot get rid of these dust mites completely, um, because you cannot. They're so small, and there's so many of them, and they live in this uncontrolled environment that you you cannot do. You cannot kill them off, pretty much. You cannot. Don't. It doesn't matter how much you. Spend if you even if you spray them with you spray your carpets with you know uh like bug spray or something like that uh you might be able to kill some of them in the process but they would quickly regenerate and other others would would uh would show up uh in a short period of time not to mention that you'd have to live in this toxic environment and you'd probably end up causing causing yourself more harm than good so um because you cannot get rid of them completely, uh, what you can do instead is control and reduce their numbers to a level where there's no longer a threat to you. Uh, they're, they're so, the number is so small that they, it doesn't really matter anymore. So they're, they're, it's not significant enough that they can actually cause you allergic symptoms or any, any other uh, um, discomfort whatsoever. So... If you have young children, uh, especially, or anyone in your family has asthma, asthma, sorry, um, COPD, or any respiratory issue, um, you might want to take every step um, uh, possible to control them. So, whether in your car uh, or in your home, what can you do about it? Um, the one thing that you can do, and it's the easiest that it's at your at your disposal all the time, is you can vacuum frequently. So vacuuming alone does not get get rid of the dust mites, but what it does, it eliminates their food, the skin flakes. So you vacuum away the skin flakes, and the thorough vacuuming 
uh, every couple of weeks or at least once a month is a good first step to control the dust mite problem. Uh, the second thing uh, that you can do to control and reduce their numbers is wipe and clean hard surfaces with a damp cloth. So if you try to wipe with a dry cloth, uh, what you end up doing is you stir up the dust and the longer the dust you stir up the dust mite residue and you pretty much increase the chances of you breathing it in and ending up with the allergy symptoms so using a damp cloth instead it just traps dust particles and and makes for a more I'm sorry more effective cleaning the third thing you can do you can eliminate clutter because cluttered areas collect dust and make cleaning difficult. Um, have you ever been in the situation where you, you know, maybe at your house or maybe at someone else's house or maybe in your car, you have a little area, maybe like, you know, think of it as a shelf with a little, um, fi a few figurines on it um, that are decorative and because they're delicate and, and you don't move them around and you don't use them all the time, they end up uh, gathering dust. And then it, it's difficult to clean around them because you have to move them all the time. And so that's a dust-prone area. So what happens if you get rid of clutter, you reduce dust buildup and again, you ensure better cleaning. Uh, the fourth thing you can do is to expose um, areas to sunlight of course as much as possible so why is that is because dust mites they love humidity and they die when humidity drops drops below 40 percent well this is very very difficult in our uh, pacific northwest climate but still doable um, at least in the summer months the fifth thing you can do is you can shampoo, um, and now I'm referring um, uh, part to your house and uh, part to your car. You can shampoo the carpets um, often, and in your car you can also, if you have um, cloth uh, upholstery on your seats, you can uh, damp shampoo those those as well because what it happens is shampooing um, besides vacuuming so vacuuming would be a good first step but then shampooing just takes it to the next level and it deep cleans the carpet and reduces embedded dirt including skin flakes and dust mite residue that vacuuming alone um, is not enough to handle and the sixth thing is uh, have your house, if you will, and your car cleaned by a professional. Because a professional car cleaning company uh, has the tools and the knowledge to do the job for you. So why have I told you all this? Well, because these dust mites are, you know, most people don't know about this and, and uh, you know, you can't control what you don't know about but but if you now you do know about it and and whether you do it yourself or you you know you you look for help someplace else and you ask some some professional to to help you do this now you can consider yourself informed 
And um, I think uh, this is going to make your life better. So um, as usual, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. And if you have any comments or, or any questions for me, uh, please um, do send me an email to um, uh, Alex. A-L-E-X at cleanmycar.ca or you can leave a comment in the comment section just below this, uh, this, uh, this audio. And um, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much again.